Welcome everybody to church. I'm so glad uh, that you're with us again. What an amazing time of worship. But uh, hey, I want to introduce myself. Some of you may not know me. Uh, my name is Jeremy Ferruccio. I get to serve as the executive pastor here at Bayshore. I also have the honor of leading our Fenwick campus. So shout out to our Fenwick people. Uh, miss you guys, love you guys. But also uh, just want to welcome everybody who's watching online today, whether uh, that's through Facebook Live or whether you're watching on YouTube or maybe you're watching one of the playbacks or listening to our podcast. We're so grateful uh, for everybody who tunes in week after week and uh, engages with Bayshore. You know, during this time where we can't all be together uh, in person. What a, a blessing to be able to join together virtually. Uh, and so uh, we've been in this series uh, called Pitfalls now for a couple weeks. Pastor Danny spoke the past two weeks, and I don't know about you, but I've really been enjoying uh, this series. Matter of fact, if you've been loving this series, give me a thumbs up in the comments and uh, just let Pastor know how great he's been doing. It's been an amazing series. Matter of fact, first week uh, when Pastor Danny spoke, he talked about the pitfall of pleasure or of losing our focus and that Oftentimes we can get focused on other things and they distract us from our faith. And so whether it's material possessions or whether it's wealth in general, uh, we can get distracted. And while there is nothing inherently wrong with having things or being wealthy, it's that we, we make those things our first priority. And uh, it is our faith that should be the first priority. So that was week one. We talked about that. And then last week, pastor shared about the pitfall of disappointment. And how oftentimes we don't even know that God is moving and working on our behalf. And we can pray prayers and ask God to do things in, in our loved one's lives. And, and oftentimes uh, when we don't see uh, what we want to see, we can get disappointed in that. And so the pitfall of distraction last week. And so today, uh, as we continue into this series, uh, I want to spend a little bit of time, just a very few moments with you, talking about another very common pitfall that we can see in our life. And as we jump into uh, our passage today, uh, it's a very familiar passage. Matter of fact, I think we may have already touched on it earlier in this series, but I want to dig into that a little bit more. And uh, the context of this is what we've got is Paul uh, near the end of his life, the end of his ministry. And for most of his ministry, we can hear and see where Paul uh, was excited to go to Rome. And so uh, in this passage, Paul is in Rome. Uh, he's kind of checking off this bucket list item for him uh, where he gets to go to Rome because he knew if he could get to Rome, Rome was kind of the center of everything that happened in that day. And so if he could get to Rome and if he could preach the gospel, uh, then he knew it could impact the world. Uh, but in this, what we find is that Paul, instead of being in the churches and in the, uh, the synagogues and in the streets, in the marketplace and at people's homes preaching, he actually gets arrested. And Paul finds himself in prison. And it's during that time, it's in that context that Paul uh, pens through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit this letter to Philippi. So we're going to jump in uh, very quickly this morning and we're going to look at Philippians Chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse number 4. And Paul says this, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Somebody say always. Matter of fact, type that in the comments this morning. Say always. Rejoice in the Lord 
always. I will say it again, rejoice. And what he's saying here is you rejoice at all times when things are good and you rejoice when things are not good. You rejoice in times of plenty and you rejoice in times of lack, in times of health and in times of sickness, in times of a healthy economy. And when things are not looking so good, we rejoice always. And verse five goes on to say, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything. Now, just curious uh, by a raise of hands or uh, just tell me in the comments, but how many people over the past few months have disobeyed uh, uh, this uh, uh, command from Paul uh, of not being anxious? Anybody? Yeah. I know for me, uh, over the past few months, uh, it's hard not to be anxious. So uh, just let us know in the comments if that's you. But even in normal times, if you think about it, it's easy to become anxious. Even in normal times, like way long time ago, right? Like before uh, this whole COVID thing uh, happened, right? Uh, only five months ago, which seems like forever. But even in normal times, uh, think about getting called into your boss's office to have a conversation and, and the worry and strife that that could bring. Or maybe, uh, uh, you know, you're looking at the news and the things that are going on around the world and that would make us anxious and worry. Or, you know, I was thinking about it, uh, uh, you know, the promposals, right? Uh, uh, you uh, seniors and juniors in high school this past year who would have normally had the opportunity to go to prom and you had to, you know, ask that other person uh, to uh, accompany you to the prom and you had to get the Instagram looking just right for it, right? And all the stress and worry that would have went in with that, which by the way, doesn't it stink uh, that our seniors didn't get to go to prom this year? I just, I hate that. But, but even in normal times, we can experience anxiety and worry in our life. And if we look at it now, man, like even just looking at our social media feeds or maybe turning on the news and, 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 and seeing what's going on there and all the craziness around the election cycles and all that, that weirdness that goes on with that. Or maybe you're just trying to figure out how you're gonna educate your kids at home because the schools aren't there. Maybe uh, uh, you, know, you haven't been able to go to your favorite restaurant in a while. And during this time, we can be overwhelmed with worry. And as we read this verse, and as we try to act on this verse, we're thinking in our heads, there's no way not to be anxious. It's impossible not to worry. And so today, what I want to do is I want to talk with you again for just a brief moment about the pitfall of worry, about the pitfall of worry. And so I know uh, most of us now are probably feeling a lot of anxiety just talking about those things. So let's just take a moment very quickly and pause and let's just pray. God, we take a moment and in this time we just center ourselves. We center our thoughts and our heart on you this morning. Ask that you would open up our ears so that we can hear your word today. So God, we give ourselves to you. Speak to us. Let us leave different than we came. In Jesus' name and together we all said amen. So let's look back at our, uh, our passage today in Philippians 4 and verse 4. It says, rejoice 
in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Now we're going to uh, uh, change that and just kind of condense that down. And what we're going to call that is, is prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. And it's with prayer and praise that we are to present your request to God. And in verse 7 it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard, everybody say guard, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, what guards us in this passage? What is it that Paul is telling us that guards us in this passage? And what he's saying, it is the peace of God. It is the peace that passes all understanding that guards us from being anxious. And what brings about peace? Well, in this passage, as we mentioned, it is the prayer and praise, <coughs> the prayer and praise that brings about peace that helps to guard our hearts. Come on, everybody say it with me again. Prayer and praise. And so we need to, in this season, in this time, be able to keep our guard up. And when the enemy comes to attack us and when, our, when he tries to put us in a pit of anxiety or worry, uh, uh, we need uh, to keep our guard up. And Pastor Danny actually said this last week, right? Like the, the enemy doesn't have that many tricks uh, up his sleeve, he's trying to put thoughts of doubt and worry into our minds. And whenever he comes and attacks us with this, we need to keep our guard up. It is the peace of God that comes through prayer and praise. Peter actually said it this way. Look in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says this. He says, cast all of your anxiety, cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, Peter is a fisherman. And so in your mind, you can almost get a sense of Peter when he says to cast all of your cares, cast all of your anxiety. It's this casting out. It's a hurling out of all of this worry and anxiety as a fisherman would, would toss that lure out into the water. Peter is trying to get us to understand that we need to take all of our worry and our, and our anxiety and throw it uh, out and, and, and receive the peace of the Lord. And, and if you're fearful today, if, if you're anxious, no matter where you are today, you know, maybe you're in a hospital room listening to this and God wants you to know that he cares for you. Or maybe you're worried about how you're gonna pay your bills or, or how you're gonna feed your kids. And, and God wants you to know this morning that he cares for you. Maybe you don't know if your business is going to make it. Maybe you don't know if your job's going to be there uh, tomorrow. But God wants you to know he cares for you. He cares for you. And then Peter goes on in the next verse. And, and I think this is interesting. Peter actually gives us a warning if we read on in verse 8. And he says this. He says, be alert. Be on guard. Be alert. Stay guarded. And of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So be on guard. It's a warning from Peter here that we need to keep our guard up because the devil is looking to trip you up and he wants to put you in a pit of worry. So we need to be on guard. 
We could say it, uh, we could, I want to remind you something Pastor Danny actually said, uh, I believe. It, it, it's, remember this, that the devil's target is your mind. And his weapon is lies. The devil wants to uh, attack your mind. And he's going to use lies to do that. We need to remind ourselves that the devil is a liar. And he's going to try and tell you that there's no way that you can possibly make your bills. He's going to tell you that there's no way that you by yourself can help teach your kids at home. He's going to tell you uh, uh, that there's no way that you're going to make it in your business or that, that there's not going to be a, a respirator available for you. And what we need to do is we need to guard against that in our life. We need to pray. And we need to praise and we need to not drop our guard. So we guard our heart in that way. It's through prayer and praise that we guard our hearts and we guard our mind. And I want to say it maybe this way is a better way to kind of say this, that it's prayer and it's praise that are the pathway from panic to peace. Come on, somebody. Now, that's, that's good preaching there because there's like six or seven different words that start with the letter P there. And, and I know that that is good preaching when you can do all those P's in one sentence, right? It's prayer and praise that are the pathway from panic to peace. So it's the peace of God that guards our hearts, it guards our minds. Now, I know it's probably uh, uh, not obvious when you look at me, but I'm not a fighter, right? Like I just, I don't do well with physical altercations. I'm a big sissy when it comes to that. And it's not something uh, that I've ever had to, to really do in my life. I don't, I don't really know how I would respond in most of those moments. But for me, I always try to surround myself with some big dudes. Right, there are some big guys that I am uh, good friends with and my theory is if anything ever goes down that I'm gonna stand behind those guys and, and just point and, and, and they're gonna take care of stuff because again, I'm just a big sissy when it comes to it. But uh, I remember uh, when I was younger, um, I had a friend, one of those big guys, uh, man's man, you know, and uh, he was uh, uh, trained in like Taekwondo and all different kinds of martial arts. And, and he's a good friend of mine. And so he got engaged and he asked if I would plan his bachelor party. That's part of the best man's responsibility. I was his best man. And so um, I, I asked him, I was like, well, what type of party are we talking about? Like, what do you want to do? And all he said he wanted to do was he wanted to get some gloves and some headgear, and he wanted to box. And so, I mean, I was scared to death, but, but one thing I am is stubborn and prideful usually, and so I wasn't backing down from that, so I planned it. I set it up, I got the gloves, got the hats, and set up this time for us to, to spar and box. And so, uh, and it came to that day, we're in his makeshift ring in, in his garage, and like, I'm terrified, but again, I'm not gonna let him know that. So, uh, you know, we get into this makeshift ring, and, and you know, I'm bouncing around, and I'm trying to to do my best impersonation of the Rocky movies that I've seen and I'm just bouncing and weaving and and so when we finally start you know again I'm terrified but I'm holding my own I'm just I'm throwing a few jabs and I'm dodging a little bit of some of the things that he's throwing and 
and like, you know, blocked a couple of his quick jabs. And I'm, I must have gotten a, a little cocky because at some point my hands must have dropped a little bit. And as soon as my hands dropped, as soon as they came down, bam, he caught me square on the chin with this fast right punch. And it, I, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this before. This was a first for me. But have you ever heard the expression uh, uh, that someone got their bell rung? It is a very literal statement. When he hit me on the chin, my ears started ringing. Uh, I had like a hot flash come over my body. I broke out in sweats. I had saliva come up in my mouth and it tasted like iron. I was dizzy. I didn't know what happened. And he's just sitting there laughing at me and he's going, Jeremy, why, why did you let your guard down? Why did you lower your hands? Don't let your guard down, never drop your guard. And like that situation, whenever fear, whenever worry, whenever anxiety attacks us, don't drop your guard. Type that in the comments for me if you would. Just type it right in there in, in the comments. Don't drop your guard. Add an exclamation point on there if you want to because it's that important. We cannot drop our guard. And so when we feel uh, like we're under attack, when we feel like uh, uh, anxiety and fear is coming after us, we cannot drop our guard. And some of you uh, may be feeling that sort of anxiety or worry in your life right now. Maybe you feel uh, like you're under attack. Um, you know, if I'm honest, uh, these past uh, four, five, six months, however long it's been, if, I've kind of felt that feeling. Like we are under attack, like I'm under attack. And the reality is, is, um, you know, as the executive pastor, I feel this weight to make sure that uh, the, the church as an organization and all of its employees and the Splash Day School and all of its employees that, that we're able to navigate this COVID uh, experience that we all have to go through, that we're able to do that, that we come out the other side healthy and whole. You know, the idea that uh, we don't want to have to let any employees go and, and the worry about that. And then, you know, we've got this brand new Fenwick campus. We just launched right before COVID hit and the fear and the anxiety and the worry about is that campus going to make it? Is it going to survive? And, and then on top of that, you know, as a, a leader in our community and a leader amongst other churches in our area, Bayshore carries an extra weight of empowering those. And so conversation after conversation, and I I've had with other churches where we're trying to resource them to be able to, to go online and to, to make it through. And so if I'm honest, man, there's been some worry and there's been some anxiety uh, during those times, during these past few months. And it's, it's in those moments that I'm reminded that we can't let our guard down. And so, you know, I go to God in prayer in earnest prayer, um, and I petition him. And so, listen, whenever anxiety and worry attacks, whenever the enemy tries to put you into a pit of worry, don't drop your guard. You've got praise and prayer. Don't drop your guard. Let's talk about prayer for just a moment. Now, I've heard this said uh, before, 
uh, where uh, somebody will be in a situation and somebody will tell them, right, like, hey, all you got left to do is pray. The only thing left for you to do is pray. And I, I often wonder, like, what does God think when he hears us say that, right, that the only thing left to do is to pray as if prayer is this sort of last ditch effort to uh, uh, get something from God or this last uh, 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 attempt to, to be able to make it. And that somehow the God of this universe is our last hope, right? But it's prayer that it should be our first line of offense, right? That, that we could petition this all-powerful, all-knowing God who loves us and it can do exceedingly more beyond anything that we can comprehend. It's that God that we should be praying to. It's our first line of offense. So, so what we need to do is we need to pray. The Bible says that if we just have the faith of a mustard seed, that if we pray uh, to have a mountain removed, that it will be removed. Just the smallest faith of a mustard seed. And let's be honest, like for me, a lot of times it, I, it's just a little tiny bit of faith that I'm holding on to. It's just a little bit of faith. That's all I can muster. And so I'm going to take that little bit of faith and I am going to pray. And not just like some formal prayer that you might hear at church or you might pray at dinner, but I mean like that deep belly prayer, that gut prayer where you need God to move on your behalf. And so it's that deep prayer crying out to God. You know, we talked about it with the Apostle Paul as well, where he had a thorn in his flesh and he cried out to God on multiple occasions. And, and so I wanted to repeatedly petition the Lord on my behalf to, to like, you know, be on guard against this worry and anxiety. Uh, uh, much like the woman uh, uh, the persistent widow that we find in the book of Luke in the same way, constantly going back and praying to the Lord with confidence. And, you know, we are people of prayer. And so we need to keep our guard up. And we need to uh, uh, do that through praying and believing and knowing that God is with us and he cares for us. Then praise, let's talk about praise. When we praise, we thank God for what he has done. We thank God for, for what he hasn't done. We thank God for what he's going to do. And we praise him for his character and what he is in our life. And so we praise him when we feel like it and we praise him when we don't like it or don't feel like it. And Paul says again in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. We praise the Lord no matter what the situation. We praise the Lord at all times, Scripture says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. And so just type this in the comments right now. Say, I will praise. I will praise. And when Paul went to Rome, as we read this in this passage, when Paul found himself in a prison at Rome, he was there to preach the gospel. He was there to share uh, uh, the good news to those people. And he found himself in a prison. And he was waiting for his own execution. It's in that moment that Paul was able to say, Rejoice in the Lord. Don't be anxious for anything. Through prayer and praise, guard your heart. And so if Paul can do this, if he can do it in that moment, in that situation, 
then we can do this. You know, I recently uh, heard a preacher uh, explain this in a way that I think is worth sharing. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe you're like me, but um, there are nights where I wake up and it'll be 3.30 in the morning and, and I'll think about something and worry will creep into my mind. And if you're like me, what starts happening is my thoughts just start spiraling. And I'll just be thinking about that thing and I'll just be spiraling and it, my, it captivates my mind and all my thoughts and I can't go back to sleep. And so I'm just, my mind, I'm just laying there and I'm spinning and I'm spinning. And, and, and the, you know, the enemy has put these thoughts in my mind and I just can't get out of this cycle. And so I'm just spinning and spinning in this thought and the worry begins to, to creep over me. And it's like uh, I'm, I'm falling in this pit of worry. And maybe uh, you have similar things where you just keep worrying about these things. And, and what's interesting as we think about worry in our mind and as we're spinning, what's happening is our mind is going round and round. And that thing that we began to worry about, every time we spiral back around, it's still there. Every time, you know, worrying doesn't change one thing in our life. It doesn't change. Uh, uh, worrying doesn't make a difference in our life. And so we're just round and round and round and round we go worrying. And what happens is, whew, if you're like me in this moment, we finally stop spinning or maybe we can finally get our mind off of that thing and we're so disoriented we're so like dizzy from from uh, uh, all the energy and time that we've spent worrying about that that we don't even know what to do from there so what I want to propose to you this morning you know instead of finding something that we worry about and we just keep spinning I want to to challenge you to reverse that in your life and instead of uh, something getting in our minds and allowing ourselves to get in a pit of worry and spinning uh, over and over, always returning to that issue that we're not solving. But what I want you to do is begin to pray and to praise. And what happens when we begin to pray and praise is we spin in the opposite direction. And so now we start with an, a, a God who loves us and cares for us. And so we start thinking about that and we start praying. And every time we come back around, we start with God again, a God who loves us, a God who cares for us, a God whose character is true, a God who sent his son to die for us. And we begin to praise him. And instead of cycling around and around in our worry, we begin to focus on the Lord. And every time we spin back around, we come not back to uh, 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 an issue in our life or a worry in our life, but we come back to an all-knowing, all-powerful God. And that's where we start and that's where we end. And it is through praise and prayer that that happens. I want to share one more passage with you as we close uh, this morning. And that's in Matthew chapter 6. And I just want to read this to you and, 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 uh, and share this. And so in verse 25, it says this. And this is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the bird's in the air, 
They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet the heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can you, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now this is Jesus talking. And maybe we could look at somebody uh, who's telling us not to worry and, and say, you know, you don't know uh, what's on my plate. But this is Jesus and Jesus knows. And so we see here that, that even the birds in the air and the flowers, they don't spin. They don't spin round and round and round in worry, making their own pit of worry. God cares for them, how much more does he care for you? How much more valuable are you? And so as anxiety, as the, as the enemy comes to put thoughts of anxiety or worry in your mind, I want to challenge you. Don't allow yourself to spin. Don't allow your mind uh, 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 to just be caught up in worry. But through prayer, and through praise, we're going to keep our guard up because it is the peace of God that we long for. It's the peace of God that will guard our hearts from all worry and anxiety in our life. And, you know, we don't know what's going to be happening over the next couple months and uh, into the next year even. And, uh, you know, anxiety and worry are not things that are just going to go away necessarily. But if we will guard our hearts if we will allow the peace to rule our hearts and our minds through prayer and praise in our life. And then we can walk in that peace and have that peace in our life. Let me pray for you this morning. Lord, God, we're so grateful for your word. And God, in a season of much anxiety and much worry, God, we know that you care. We read in your word that you care for us so much more than the birds, so much more uh, than the flowers. And so, God, we just rest in that. And God, uh, we pray that you would help us as the enemy would come and fill our minds and, and fill our hearts with doubts and anxiety and worry, Lord, that we would be reminded of this word today, Lord, that, that through prayer and praise, that God, we can walk in peace. So, God, we just receive that. Uh, no matter where you are this morning, uh, whether you're online or at one of our in-person locations, just lift up your hands this morning and just begin to receive the peace of the Lord this morning. And just, 
just uh, thank the Lord for his peace and, and, and thank the Lord for his uh, provision in your life and know that he cares for you. So God, we submit to you and, 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 and God, we uh, walk in your peace and God, commit to prayer and praise uh, in our lives. And we thank you for what you're gonna do in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week for week number four of Pitfalls. Uh, if you're enjoying the series, please let us know in the comments. We'd also love to know where you're watching from uh, today. So let us know. So God bless you. Have an amazing week.